Good night. Good night. Good night. They think it's all over. It is now. Or is it? <clears throat> it's a new beginning. It's a new day as we kick off. Most definitely. Kicking off in the biggest way, the only way we know how. Late kickoff. Well, it's kind of late, actually. It's not a morning kickoff. It's definitely not the early kickoff. No. Thank but- you for listening to the very first episode, the first season of Play On Podcast. It's an interesting name, isn't it? Yeah, you got to play on. you got to play to the whistle. you got to keep calm and carry on. And we're definitely going to play on. Yeah, I go by the name of Ben. And I am Cal. And thank you for listening. Yeah. yeah. You may know us from uh, another podcast we've done together. Beer, beer Rap and Banter. Yeah, Beer Rap and Banter. The one-two punch. Um, but this one, we're just talking all about football. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up the Premier League season. Talk about the Champions League final, Europa League final and touch on the FA Cup final in this shorter episode of just football. So yeah, if you like if you like the game of soccer, well, I call it football. Yeah, we all do. Then this is for you. Most but definitely. I probably lost some listeners by saying soccer straight away. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um so let's let's get into it, man. I mean, um end of what, season, how was it? What do you think of the season 2018-2019? Has it been a good season? It's been okay. Yeah, it's been an interesting season. I think Liverpool made it a lot more interesting when keeping up with Manchester City and it went down to the last game with Liverpool needing the win, obviously, at home to Wolves and needing Brighton to do something. So they made it interesting. So thank you. Whereas the season before, it was just completely... It was just a runaway, weren't it? It was just a joke with Manchester City dominating. So I think that was interesting. And also, I think the fight for third, fourth place... Was, was fairly interesting up until Arsenal threw it away and Man United bottled it with Solskjaer at the wheel, crashing behind the wheel. So it's been a decent season. It's been interesting, yeah. So, uh, you know, and we've seen some good football, as always. The teams that a lot of uh, people predicted to get relegated went that way. So, yeah, it was a good season. Didn't stand out. Sort of not the most amazing season we've, we've ever had over here. But, yeah, decent one. What are your thoughts? I, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of um, echo your sentiment that Liverpool made it a very interesting season because I think what you really want, and you want, I think we're quite used to seeing a very competitive top four and in recent years, a very competitive top six because now we've got very big teams in there, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal and Manchester United make the English Premier League a really interesting league to watch in comparison to some of the other leagues in Europe where it's always pretty much a two-horse race. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's been good to see other teams getting good results and doing well. Um, so, you know, the rise of Tottenham has been interesting. Um, seeing Chelsea get a new manager has been interesting. Liverpool pushing City all the way. I mean, I didn't see that coming at the start of the season. But for them to finish one point behind Manchester City, I think is a great achievement for Liverpool. And um, for Manchester City to get 98 points, that is, that's a phenomenal season. It is. It They've is. won 32 out of 38 games. Yeah. Well, even for Liverpool to sort of lose one game all season, concede the number of goals they did and still finish second is, is absolutely ridiculous. So these two teams are setting the bench for all the other teams to follow. I mean, if, like, if you look back at the last few seasons, 
a lot of like maybe even 10 years 97 points you're probably winning the league with that. oh yeah yeah definitely definitely you're winning the league twice over <laughs> <laughs> but i also think as well for the league other teams as I, I i don't think necessarily the top six teams made it they make it interesting and, and pretty competitive but i think you know crystal palace they're away form towards the end um leicester look promising with brendan rogers having them play playing a an expansive game. They look pretty good away to City and, you know, that, that wonder goal by Vincent Company was, was the difference. And Bournemouth always chipping there and there. I think any team that comes and plays good football, you got to take your hats off to the Premier League and, and the Premier League showing arguably, is it the best league in the world now with four teams in the two European finals? I mean, that is a very interesting point there. Have we ever seen that before? I don't think I've seen... Never seen that. ...English football dominate Europe like that before. Has it? Is it dominating, though? It's only been one season. Ah. Well, it, it appears that way, doesn't it? Because we did win one of the youth tournaments, didn't we? I think we won the under-19s World Cup. Yeah, they did really well with and the under-20s, 21s mm. in international. But in terms of club football, mm. are we seeing a new era where English clubs. Well, I'd like to think English football in general is on the rise because with the with the men's national team getting to the World Cup semi-final, yes, a lot of big teams were knocked out and the path to the semi-final maybe was a bit easier than it was for other teams to get there. But, you know, they beat who was in front of them. They got all the way there. Um, the ladies team are doing well. The, like you said, we've talked about the youth tournaments and, and the youth coming through are doing really well. We've got players like Jordan Sancho playing overseas and doing really well, coming back to the national team and, you know, giving them a little bit of that continental flair. So I think English football is in a good shape when you look at the fact that when I say dominating, I kind of meant the finals are actually full of English teams. Yeah. So that's English football dominating the Europa League final, the Champions League final. That's yeah. the sense I'm in it in. But obviously, if it continues to happen... Then I'll see a dominance. Season on, season Let's on, season on. Let's hope it continues. Let's hope it continues. Let's hope it continues. Champions League final, Tottenham versus Liverpool. Um, no one would have seen that happening. What a comeback from both teams. What would you say was the most remarkable comeback? Would you say uh, Liverpool winning at home uh, against Barcelona and Barcelona completely sort of bottling it? Or... Um, Spurs coming back at Ajax second half team talk with Harry Kane and Ajax just sort of just crumbling at the end for me it's last got, minute hat trick from Lucas Moura for me it's got to be Liverpool coming back against Barcelona because with Spurs I mean I didn't see that coming uh, Lucas Moura is a quality player and it's interesting that PSG would have sold Moura to try and win the Champions League. <laughs> They've sold him to buy Neymar to try and win the Champions League. And it just so happens to be Moro that scores the hat-trick and gets his team into the final. So it is very interesting what's what happened in that game. But with Liverpool, I honestly thought they were out. They were finished. They were coming into the game to do as well as they could, but they didn't have a chance against Barcelona, which is one of the best teams right now. And... Barcelona just didn't really turn up. Yeah. And Liverpool thoroughly deserved their win. Yeah, they were on they were on it from the get-go. They pressed high and you know, they got they got the earliest goal and they were just they were just on it and you know, Ronaldo has been 
sort of an amazing, amazing player from this season. I would say the other way, I think the Spurs game was was slightly more remarkable considering that they were a goal down already. They went 2-0 down um, in Amsterdam and then the second half, just to come back like that, all right, granted, uh, the goalkeeper for Ajax could have sort of, the second one he was at fault, it was a bit, a bit of a bumbling issue, but fumbled it and then knocked into his player. But just to keep persevering and then to pop up and then in the 95th minute or so, was it? Mm-hmm. The last kick, the through ball from Deli Ali. Deli Ali had an amazing game. He really, really stepped up. So well done to Tottenham, well done to Liverpool. Um, it's going to be an interesting final. What are your thoughts? Any predictions or should we save it? Well, I I, I don't want to make a prediction. Oh, well, we'll wait, we'll but wait. what I hope is that Liverpool <laughs> win the uh, the Champions League. That's Ditto. what I hope. Ditto. Have Ditto. you got a prediction yourself? Uh, I'll say... I say Liverpool. I think Liverpool win it, but just just how they win it will be interesting. And whether Harry Kane plays um, any part of the final, whether they'll bring him on with 20, 30 minutes to go, whether they'll decide to start him will be interesting because they play their best football, I would say, arguably without him. The way they That's press, the, way it looks this season. the speed. You know, do you drop Lucas Moura, the man who got you to the final? You can't drop him. You can't drop Son, Eriksen and, and Ali you know, detrimental into into that team. So maybe bring Kane on half an hour to go, see what happens. Um, staying with European teams, we have Arsenal and Chelsea reaching the final. Not as exhilarating for Arsenal. Very straightforward job where they they beat Valencia. Although that was a you know an impressive win. Not many teams can get something in uh, in yeah. Spain there. I think Spanish teams have a very good record against English teams, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get into the finals. But the Chelsea, the Chelsea uh, semi-final was interesting. I thought they were lucky. They rode their luck with Frankfurt. Um, it was Frankfurt, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not getting my names mixed up. I and think it was Frankfurt. Was, yeah. they're, they're the ones with that um, that attacker that's signed for Real Madrid now, I think. Mm. So, but that's, that, that's going to be an interesting final because that's all the way in Baku and... I know fans are fans are finding it really difficult to get there, and this is where UEFA's uh, probably you know have messed up a bit. You know, having a final in such a place, and then also issues with Henry uh, Henry Mkhitaryan possibly not playing, with the political issues with the two countries involved. Um, was it the right place to have the final? Probably not. Number of tickets being issued to fans, small number. Ridiculous. Six thousand tickets ish being issued to fans. That's and a joke. That's Arsenal a joke. alone have forty five thousand season ticket holders. Yeah, yeah. And to and get there, what's it's going to be like eighteen hour journey or something ridiculous? I mean, the, the stadium. It, it is absolutely. It's almost like three thousand miles from here to Azerbaijan. Yeah. I uh, I asked Google how long it would take me to get there if I drove, and Google told me two days and nine hours. And it's 2,843 miles. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know all four teams, their fans have found it incredibly hard to get uh, sort of flights, even to Madrid for the Champions League final. Prices have been hiked up. Mm. Airbnb, hotels, very difficult to get. For sure. People have been making a lot of money uh, during that uh, event, won't they? Yeah, there were some Liverpool fans who booked their tickets a year in advance, so they, they booked their flights to Madrid just in case that they got to the final again. Wow. And they would have got it for like 40, 50 pounds. 
It's a nice, Talk nice about weekend. Having faith in your team. Yeah, nice weekend in Madrid. Either way, or you could have yeah. sold the tickets. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, making that money. There you go. So it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, Form wise, I think all four teams are in pretty decent shape. Um, looking at the Champions League final. Tottenham are kind of going into their happy-go-lucky. They've got a brand new stadium. You know, they're not the kind of team you expect to be in and amongst the cup finals and doing well. So they've got absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah. Although yeah. they are in a bit of a situation with Mauricio Potocino, um, and whether he'll continue to manage Tottenham next season or not. Well, if they win, he'll probably move on. And if... Th- he doesn't win. He may, maybe he'll probably move on as well. <laughs> so it's a, it's an interesting situation. Um, I'm sure that as soon as you get to the final, you want to win it. So we're going to yeah. see two teams going full pelt, really trying to lift this cup. Um, and, you know, there might be a few goals in this. And then you've got Klopp, who's always been the bridesmaid, never the bride, getting to so many finals. He's the nearly man, isn't he? He's the nearly man. I mean, they were... They, they were on... <laughs> Unfortunate last year, losing Mo Salah with a uh, with the injury, and then just the Bale won the goal, and you know Madrid to win it three years in a row was was ridiculous. So mm. we shall see, we shall see what prevails there. So it's a good time for English football. Um, four teams all in the final should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I know you are. Are you going to put a bet on? No, do you know what? I deleted my uh, William Hill app just because I thought season was done. I was going to put a bit on the last game of the season for like teams to score, and I'm glad I didn't because inevitably one team will always let you down. So I know there'll always be a couple bets on save my money. Mm, okay. Gonna if, I, if I had to put my money on someone, I'd be putting my money on Liverpool and putting my money on Arsenal to win the Europa League. I'll definitely I just put... think with, with the form that Aubameyang and Lacazette are in, I think, I think they'll they'll definitely score. If not both of them score, one of them will score in Baku. Um, both teams, both both players to score would be a good shout. All four teams to score and then I, result. Yeah, that's not a bad shout either. I do think Mane is in sensational form right now. Uh, so Mane may just score for Liverpool in Madrid. Are you putting betting uh, tips now for our listeners? Well, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about who's been playing really well and, and who I would fancy to score. And, you know, it, it may be that Mora grabs a goal and Spurs lose, um, but it could be a high-scoring final. We could have two high-scoring finals. Yeah. We shall see. Wait and see. Talking of high-scoring finals, we just finished the FA Cup, Manchester City and Watford. Um, Manchester City doing the domestic treble this season, a phenomenal um, sort of outpouring of skill and just showing how, how hard they're working. Um, possibly the... Best club side that this country's ever seen, working incredibly hard, domestic trouble. Unlucky for Watford, um, but they looked really positive in the final, just kept pressing. Man City just absolutely remarkable. I don't know if it is unlucky for Watford. I think Watford were lucky to get to this final. And for City, I mean, it's just cruise control, isn't it? I think Watford weren't unlucky to get to the final. I think they worked hard. I mean, they worked hard, but... You need a bit of luck in any in any competition to get anywhere, but... This is this is like Rolls it's Royce hot. versus Ford. Ouch. There's there's no contest here. There's never gonna be with Man City. Man City are putting all the all the best teams to bed. Um, you know, 
on their day. So the way they keep the ball, the way they've pressed, like I said earlier, they just can't get out. Watford haven't been able to get out. And, you know, a range of different scorers from Man City. It's just, will they continue their dominance into the next season? And then obviously the Holy Grail Champions League is what Pep's looking for, what the owners are looking for. Could it be, could it be the quadruple? Um, I found myself starting to watch that Amazon documentary of Man City. Ah, what do you think? Um, I like the behind the scenes, but then I turned it off because I found myself liking Man City too much and wanting them to win, <laughs> which is not what you want uh, if you don't support them, obviously. Mm. So I liked I liked the stories of the kit man, the boot boot man, and you know the people that are part of the uh, community, and I like the way that they've built it up through you know the area and supporting the local people. But in terms of the team, you know, I wish them well, but I don't want them to win and. You know, I don't want to like, you know, not dislike them. I don't want to like them as such, but. So do you not want them to do what no English team has done before and do this domestic trouble or as you put it, even a quadruple? Yeah, I don't mind if they do it. It's no skin off my nose, but just the way the documentary was put together, you used to start to like them and wish them to do well. And they put all this money in from their owners and they've bought the best of the best. So it's like, well, it's, it's going to be pretty much a given, isn't it? I don't really think they've bought, people say they've bought the league, but. When you pay the highest price for all the all these amazing players and managers and, and facilities, then it's pretty much a given. So, yeah, interesting one. People say, you know, that they've bought the league. But with Guardiola there, is there not, you know, for example, we can look at uh, Raheem Sterling and say, you know, before Guardiola, Sterling was a certain type of player. Oh, yeah, he's developed After players. Guardiola, he's completely different. Oh, he's a much better, yeah, he's a much better now. But that's a different conversation. Like Pep is in a... a world-class phenomenal coach and man manager and you know tactician and you see that in the documentary so he's definitely got players playing you know above and beyond and competing with each other which is important when you've got a squad of that many world-class players on such high money being able to manage everyone and maneuver them and keep them in check for some players because you remember when Aguero was out of favor you know it looked like he wasn't going to have a long career with Man City and he's he's popped up again with a, you know contributing from this season Sane he's had to put in his place after not coming back from the World Cup um, not getting a place in the World Cup John Stones has been in and out I know through injury and he did you know really well Pep did to sort of get rid of Yaya Toure and Hart sort of certain players who'd be too dominant in the dressing room so he stamped his authority there and he does seem like a father figure an uncle, and all this was said in the documentary, so you've got to respect that bit. It's just, you can't be liking other teams too much other than your team, in my opinion. You can appreciate them, and, you know, they played a beautiful game, but... Okay, well, interesting, interestingly enough, as well as Manchester City have been doing, they haven't managed to secure the PFA Players Player of the Year. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll survive. No sleepless nights. No. Uh, so I think the way that the Players Player of the Year works is uh, there's a whole bunch of votes that goes in by the players. The players vote for who they think is the best player in the league. Yeah. And was and it Virgil? Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Players Player of the Year. I think that's a very important award. It is. No, it's incredibly important because it's from your, your peers. Um, what's the interesting shout is underrated player. Underrated Players Player of the Year. The player that went under the radar that you think should have, you know... Who would that be? 
Who would be mine? Uh, I, I really like James Madison this season. I think he had a, a really good season. Um, and I like what he's doing coming up from the lower divisions. Um, and then, obviously, Bernardo Silva. He's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm. That's an interesting shout. Um, yeah, I think Brooks has had a really good season at Bournemouth. Yeah, young player. Him and Guendouzi. But Brooks has been um, special. Funny that you say that, but for some reason, the PFA Young Player of the Year is actually Raheem Sterling. See, that's a bit suspect. I don't think he's, you know, he's... He's not even that young, is he? Maybe he is. How old is he? I thought he would be in his mid-20s by now, like maybe about 24, 25. By the way, with this podcast, we're going to try and fact check as much as possible because we're just casual fans as well. (laughs) We are going to. (laughs) That doesn't mean that we've done it already. (laughs) Testing the waters here. Um, Yeah. Get a researcher in, yeah? Yeah, check us out. Um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the awards are definitely very important. It's always interesting to see who wins the awards. And uh, I quite like seeing who wins player of the year. That's a cool one. Um, I would like to see the team of the year. Because the team of the year I always think is quite an interesting one as well. The majority of Liverpool and Man City, innit? Well, the thing about it is it's always going to be up for debate, isn't it? There's always going to be some players where you think, okay, should that person be in there? Well, it's loads of conversation for that, yeah. So what you got? You got it up? Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's one of these things where I'm not sure if this team. I'm not sure if this team really represents. I mean, there's no Arsenal players in there for a start. That's not a surprise. And there's not one Arsenal player who's world class, mate. Well, you've got one. Maybe that, one. You've got one that won a golden boot. Maybe one. Maybe a Bamiang. Got one that won a golden boot. Yeah, but I don't. He he maybe deserves to be in the top eleven, or maybe on the subs bench of the Premier Team eleven. Uh, Premier, you know. If you win the golden boot, surely you should be. He won it with two others though. In the team of the year, and he missed a lot of so, goals. He could have. He could have. He could have gone clear. So Marnie was one of the other two. Yep. Just go through the team, and then we'll see what's the goal. So in goal we got Edison. I would have had Allison. Alisson has had a great season. But I think both of them have had good seasons, though. Yeah, not as hard for Edison, I feel. I mean, his distribution, everyone's sort of... I think with Edison... Works himself over his distribution. He and seems to be doing something a bit different, doesn't he? The way that... Edison, yeah, well, he comes up, he comes off his line really well and he plays that sort of... Sweeper-keeper. Yeah. Um, and he gets involved. So, yeah, and in defence, we got... He's literally like another player on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Laporte... Yeah, no, no argument there. And then the whole Liverpool back line. Yeah, no argument there. Robertson. They've been great. Trent, Van Dijk, assists, pushing up, uh, set pieces, leadership. you got it all there. So, yeah, no disagreement with that back four. Keeper maybe from Allison, And in centre mid, we got... Pogba. Nah, no way. So it's like a 4-3-3 four, three, three, four And I'm a big fan of Pogba. I'm a massive fan of Pogba, but don't think he 
did enough maybe to justify that position there for the team. Did you see at the end of the season all the fans were hurling abuse at him? Loads of abuse. Swearing at him and he had his shirt off and he was apologising and hand his heart. And I mean, you know, he did the right thing and just stayed positive and sort of said, sorry, I know, and thank you. And they they have a right to, to voice their opinion and their disgruntlement at getting beaten by a relegated team at the end of the season and having Champions League and then not, not making it again. So Pogba, less so. Well, I think his form's been up and down, so it's interesting to see him in there. Um, and then Fernandinho, maybe Hazard could have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Or more of an attacking role, Hazard, didn't he? Maybe. But oh. then Hazard was switched from position to sort of played as a as a striker up front. It didn't really work. He needed a Giroud or Higuain to to feed off of. And when he was the when he was the lone man up front, it didn't work for Chelsea. So mm, they that really didn't work. Yeah, they kind of tried to almost like what Man United did with Ronaldo and kind of moving him from the wing to playing up more up front. Um, didn't really work out. Um, Fernandinho. He's a player that you quite like, isn't he? Yeah, I do like him because he's he's the water carrier. He's the he does all the dirty stuff, and he he needs to be in the team for City. And they do a lot better when he's playing. Um, he does all the stuff that you don't see or doesn't get credited for, applauds, and you need that. So the stable anchor man, every team needs that. The anchor man, <laughs> Bernardo Silva. Yeah, phenomenal, absolutely, my guy. Even at Monaco, you know. Yeah, I was bigging him up early anyway. Big Bernardo fan right here. <laughs> yeah. Solid. I mean, I think if Man City and Liverpool are going to win the league, it makes sense that there's a lot of Manchester City and Liverpool players in there. Of course, and but they've just played the best football and the most attacking and, and, and mm. solid and defensive. And then the top three we got up front. Sterling, Aguero and Mane. Interesting. Though, for me. See, I like... Yeah. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to give that... Sterling's been having an excellent season. He's yeah, been banging the goals season. in. He's been getting the assists in. And I like how he's just kept his head down with all the media rubbish, yep, yep, races, yep. racism and this BS from the media and everything. He's just head down, plays his football. You know, great player. Just keeps scoring. Um, and, you know, Aguero always puts the ball in the back of the net, doesn't he? Yeah. So Greatest striker in the Prem. It's interesting to put him in there. A greatest striker in the Premier League, you say. Not ever. He's up there, though. Definitely up there. And then you got... So I was surprised that Salah went there. But that's a strong team. That's a strong FIFA team. Are you playing your FIFA Uh, ultimate team? How much would it cost to get that team? Wow, that's going to cost you a pretty (laughs) penny, that is, mate. Um, You have to be saving up till FIFA 2021. (laughs) You need a few hundred thousand for that. But um, with that, Mane... I mean, he was uh, one of the golden boot... Yeah, he was. He shared it with Salah and Aubameyang, didn't he? Mm. So, was it 21 goals? 21, 22 goals? Um, so, fair play if you're getting the golden boot and you're not in the team. So, it must be hard, you know, and everyone's got their opinions about who should be picked and who shouldn't be picked. Um, it's going to be an interesting summer with everything going on. We can't wait to provide some more information. I think it's going to be great, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about more football. Yeah, man. It's just, this, is, this is nice... Just uh, just chatting, you know, we're just trialling it. But yeah, make sure you check us out, play on podcasts. Do that. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, talking to 
everybody in the world of football about all things football. That's it. All right, guys. Hope you've enjoyed. I'm sure we'll catch you soon on the next one. Take care. See you soon.